This episode of the Calling It Now broadcast is brought to you by people who aren't Nazis. People who aren't Nazis. Way better than people who are Nazis since the creation of Nazis. Seriously, screw those guys. What the fuck? What the fuck? Now, play that intro song. Calling it now with Frank Calhoun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Calling It Now podcast with Frank Calhoun. I am your host, Frank Calhoun, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Frank Calhoun. And it is so good to be here with you all today. We took a week off from the podcast because last week. I don't know if you guys saw this, hopefully you did, but we did our first video segment here for the Calling It Now podcast called Frank Goes to Camp. If you guys haven't seen that, it was a very fun day. I went to the Bears training camp and watched that just dumpster fire of a team try to train and get better for the upcoming season, which you can all check out my video segment of that on our Facebook page. That is the Calling It Now Fantasy Football Podcast Facebook page. Or you can look it up on YouTube. Just type in Frank Goes to Camp and you should be able to find it there. But uh, what a fun week that was. But we are back here in full podcast mode. A lot of stuff went down. We had preseason week one just happen where we saw a lot of players do well, some players not so well. We had some sleepers pop up. We also had some crazy trades in the NFL. Uh, Sammy Watkins to the Rams. We had Jordan Matthews moving on over to the Bills. Uh, We also had the Zeke Elliott news finally come out that he will be missing six games to begin the season, which... For me, personally, at his price tag now, takes him completely off my radar. And it's a very fun time of year for us here. I'm not going to do specific analysis on any of those things because I'm sure you guys have looked into all that stuff on ESPN or NFL Network or other podcasts by now. So what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about some rankings. I want to talk to you about expert rankings and how these things come out. And that brings us into our first segment, and this is Quite Frankly. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Quite frankly, don't listen to expert rankings. Now, I know I've talked about this in previous podcasts, and part of the reason I even started this podcast in the first place was because I was so sick and tired of listening to podcasts and analysis by experts where they just use stats and rankings and numbers. Because the thing is, is as helpful as that stuff can be in fantasy football, a lot of these experts are just hot take driven. So they're going to give you random, out-of-context stats to justify why they ranked certain players certain ways. And the thing is, is that most of the time, they're splitting hairs anyways. There really isn't much of a difference between certain players at certain levels once you get deep into the draft. Which is why I say throw those expert rankings out the window and start thinking about players differently. Because the thing is, is that a lot of players are pretty similar which is why I like to use tiers 
And no, I'm not talking about the tiers that your opponents have when you beat them in fantasy football or the tiers that you have when someone eats the leftover chicken wings out of your fridge. And why do you have leftover chicken wings anyway? You shouldn't have leftover chicken wings because any portion of chicken wings should really just be one portion of chicken wings. I know that's another topic completely, but I'm very passionate about that. Anyways, what I'm saying is that you should be thinking of players differently, grouping them differently, because every draft that you're in is different. Players are going to be taken at different times. Your roster construction is going to be different. You're going to have to take players at different places, depending on who you've already drafted in the first four to five rounds. What I'm really trying to say is for you to pick guys who you like specifically. Don't go out there and pick someone who an expert is talking up, but you're unsure of. If you're unsure of them, be unsure. That's okay, because who are these people anyway? Who are these experts? It's just some guy. It's just some lady. It's just some some person with a suit on, like me. Like, I'm just some person with a suit on. I'm going to believe what I say, but it doesn't mean you have to. That's the beauty of fantasy football. Once we get down there and we're in a draft together, all rules are out the window. It doesn't matter if I tell you my rankings. Things are going to be different. It's all going to change up throughout the draft. What, are you going to go to a casino, sit down at the roulette table, and let some guy, some random guy in a suit, tell you which numbers to pick just because he's wearing a suit? Is that what you're going to do? Pick your own numbers. Have some guts. Go out there and take your players. Because at the end of the day, it is your squad and you have to live with it. You have to live with the decisions. Not those people. Not me. I don't have to live with your decisions. I don't care what you do. If you want to go by rankings, fine. But what I'm saying is throw those things out the window. And if you don't agree with me, well. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Speaking of rankings, like I plugged at the end of the last show that we did, this is our quarterback primer episode, so we're about to do a segment where we are talking about all the quarterbacks on the board this year that I'm liking in upcoming drafts. So this next segment is called Draft Plans. Nobody panics, because it's all part of the plan. Kicking off our quarterback primer here, we might as well get right into the business of it. I'm going to kick it off with three guys in my tier one that I'm going to call the Avengers tier. Now these guys, these are the Hulks, these are the Ironmans, these are the Thors. These are the guys that they are the Avengers. They are going to be solid no matter what. There's pretty much a zero chance bust rate for these guys unless they get injured. They're just in high flying offenses and they've been doing it for a long time. Number one, Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, top QB pretty much every season. You're going to go with that guy probably in the third or fourth round, somewhere around there, depending on what kind of league you're in. You're going to get every now and then 30-point weeks, like maybe four or five throughout the year, and they're going to win you that week alone. Uh, At number two, we've got the real GOAT, 
the real-life GOAT. He might not be the fantasy GOAT, but he is the real-life GOAT, Tom Brady. He's in a high-flying offense. They just got Brandon Cooks this year. Gronk is back. There's really no downside to taking Tom Brady in the third or fourth round right around Aaron Rodgers. And then right behind them, who is pretty much the same, but you're going to get maybe a round cheaper. I have Drew Brees, who's consistently great. And for the last five years straight, he's actually had 30-plus touchdowns in every single season. So he's someone who he's going to go out there. He'll most likely pass for 5,000 yards. He's got Michael Thomas. They've got Ted Ginn this year coming in, who is going to be a big deep threat for them, plus Willie Sneed in the slot. They've just got a great offense, high-flying offense, with some solid running backs there as well. So I don't see them slowing down any time. And now, moving on to Tier 2. They're a little bit lower, but they're still top high-end QBs with top five upside. Uh, This is the Guardians tier, kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're not quite the Avengers, you know, but they are right up there. They're still great. There's still high potential out of these guys. And at number four, a little bit of surprise, I've got Marcus Mariota. That's right. He's got some new weapons this year. Um, It's his third year coming into the league. He's got Rashard Matthews. He's got Eric Decker, Corey Davis, Delaney Walker. He's got a great running team. Um, He's also very fast, and he's going to do some rushing. He is coming off of a leg injury, but if anything, I think that just means you're probably going to be able to get him at quarterback 8 or 9 instead of 4, but he is my guy this year. I have him on a lot of teams. Really like him coming into the season. At number 5, we have a staple here with Russell Wilson. He's got a great offense around him, going to make a lot of plays. He's got the rushing ability to where... He can move around in the pocket and make stuff happen for himself, which I really like in a fantasy quarterback. Uh, Number six, we've got the MVP last year, the real-life MVP last year with Matt Ryan. A lot of people are thinking that he might be a bust this year, or not necessarily a bust, but at least regress, which I can totally see that, but he's still going to be very solid. They're using that same offense that he was in last year he's got some great players on the outside with julio and muhammad sanu and taylor gabriel and he's also got uh, a young tight end in hooper who is supposed to step up this year pretty big and be a lot better in his second season so i'm high on matt ryan still after last season and at number seven here at the end of the guardians tier uh we have the, actually have the 2015 mvp and the number one fantasy player that year, a guy who's been top five fantasy QB in every season except for last season, is Cam Newton. Now, I'm really high on Cam Newton this year. You're getting him at a supreme discount, probably the latest that you've gotten him in a long time. He's got his weapons around him now. Everyone's healthy with Kelvin Benjamin, uh, Greg Olson. They've got um, Christian McCaffrey back there now, who's going to take some pressure off of him, do some shorter screen passes, which he's never really done in his career, and get him yards that way. Um, But I don't see him... Everyone's talking about... Every single year, they talk about how Cam isn't going to rush. I just don't buy it. He's going to rush. It's part of his game. He's good at it. He gets multiple touchdowns that way. Um, Maybe it won't be as much in the past, but it's still going to be part of his game. You can't just take that out. That's what makes him such a special player. So I'm high on Cam Newton coming into this year, especially because you can get him relatively late for a guy who has number one overall fantasy player upside. Uh, Moving on to Tier 3, this is the X-Men tier. Uh, These guys, they have high upside. They might have done it before but are injured or 
they um, they do have that high QB1 upside. This is the end of my QB1 tier for 12-team leagues. At number eight, I've got Dak Prescott. Coming into the second year, he's got Zeke out now for six weeks, which Zeke won't be back till week eight because of the bye week. I'm thinking they're going to lean on Dak Prescott a lot. They're going to depend on him to help win games because he has the skill to do it. Plus, he will be he has that rushing ability as well, which I always like in a fantasy quarterback. And I just think coming into his second year, he's going to be a lot better. Yeah, his schedule is going to be a little harder this season, but he's just had so much talent last year that I don't see him being a bust. Uh, number nine, we've got Kirk Cousins. And this guy, all he does is throw for 5,000 yards or at least 4,500 yards and he throws a bunch of touchdowns. Plus, this year, they've got a great wide receiver corpse now. Last year's was good with Deshaun and Pierre Garçon, but now they have Terrell Pryor, who's been making some insane catches uh, in training camp, and they've also got Jamison Crowder coming in, and hopefully Jordan Reed can stay healthy. If he does, that would be very beneficial for Kirk Cousins. If not, uh, they're still going to throw a lot, and I expect them to be a high-flying offense. At number 10, we've got Jameis Winston coming into his third year. He's got a bunch of new weapons on the outside. He's about to make that leap. He's the only quarterback in the history of the NFL for his first two seasons to have 4,000 yards in each year. Um, so I expect him to make another leap forward this year. The only reason I have him at 10 and he's not higher, I like these other guys more, obviously. But I think his interceptions hurt him a little bit. He is a big risk taker when it comes to these plays. Um, So he might have a few couple interception games, which will hurt you a little. But his upside is immense. He could totally be a top five quarterback by the end of the year. At number 11, uh, we got Big Ben uh, in Pittsburgh. He's got his big wide receivers back. Martavius Bryant is hopefully coming back. He's got A.B. He's got Le'Veon. The only thing that hurts Big Ben a lot is his home and road splits. When he plays a home game, you can pretty much depend on him to get about 20 points. But when he's on the road, for some reason the last few years, he has been a bottom-end quarterback, too, in those. So if you get Big Ben, you're going to have some weeks where he does really well for you, but you're probably going to need a second quarterback to use when he's on the road just because, for some reason, he clams up on the road. He doesn't do it the same way that he does it at home. And at number 12, we have a guy who has also been the number one quarterback overall uh, in years past, but he is hurt. We're talking about Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback. Um, He hasn't been throwing much. He's been a guy that has been on my risk list uh, for a while now, and they're going to, it looks like they're going to ease him back into the season. Now, he's got some great weapons on the outside. It looks like Moncrief is finally healthy. T.Y. Hilton led the league in yards last year, Um, but he's a guy that's just not throwing yet. You might have to have a guy for the first two or three weeks of the season a second quarterback that you can use because who knows when he's going to come back and be fully healthy and fully Andrew Luck again. Now moving on to the next tier. This is what I call the Catalina Wine Mixer tier. Now these are the start of my QB2s from 13 to 19. And these guys, the reason I call them the Catalina Wine Mixer tier is they really could be in any order. I happen to have them in some kind of order, 
but you can make an argument for any of these guys to be in any of these positions. So for me, starting out, we've got Ty God, which also known as Ty Goat, also known as Tyrod Taylor uh, in Buffalo, who just lost Sammy Watkins. But the thing is, is Tyrod didn't even have Sammy Watkins last year for most of the year. And he's one of those deep ball passers. He's just got Anquan Bolden. Jordan Matthews is there now. Zay Jones is supposedly looking great. He had he had a record 158 receptions in college last year. He just set the NCAA record for receptions in a season. So he's still got some weapons on the outside. Charles Clay is a pretty decent tight end. And plus you've got LaShawn McCoy back there who's going to take a lot of pressure off of him. And then you combine that with his rushing ability. He's actually been a top 10 quarterback in the last two years, which would be surprising to people. But his rushing ability is so part of his game that he's someone who's going to get you points even on a low-volume offense. At number 14, we got Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford. He really started to figure out the offense last year, but then he kind of fell off towards the end of the year, which you can kind of blame, I think, on injuries to the backfield. They didn't really have a rushing game last year, so Matthew Stafford kind of fell off when defense is really primed to him. But now it looks like they've got Amir Abdullah back. They've got Theo Riddick back. Some great guys in the backfield there who hopefully can stay healthy. And then you have another year of Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, plus Kenny Galladay, who just had two touchdowns in his first preseason game, is looking to be like their third wide receiver, who seems like he's going to be a steal of the draft, uh, which I'll talk about probably in my wide receiver primer in probably next week or the week after that. But um, yeah, Matthew Stafford is at 14 for me. Uh, Can't really go wrong with him as a quarterback, too, if you're going to be switching up guys and streaming quarterbacks. At number 15, I have the highest paid player in the NFL with Derek Carr. A lot of people love Derek Carr. A lot of people have him in their top 10 of quarterbacks. He has very good weapons on the outside. He did have 30 touchdowns last year, but his yards per attempt is one of the lowest in the leagues, uh, which means that he doesn't throw the ball downfield much. Yeah, he has some big playmakers, but his wide receiver corpse is also pretty thin. If someone like Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree goes down, they don't have much behind them. Plus, with Marshawn Lynch and DeAndre Washington and Jalen Rashard, I see them definitely pounding the rock this year, especially if their defense is much better. Uh, Moving on, we have Phillip Rivers, who has better wide receiver health. He's my number 16 uh, quarterback who... He's old, but he's still got it. You, If you get Phillip Rivers, you got a guy in there who's good for 20-something points most weeks, uh, if not in the high teens. Then at 17, you have Andy Dalton, another guy who was a top-five quarterback just three years ago, I think, two or three years ago, top-five fantasy-wise. So he's someone who with a high upside. He's got A.J. Green, John Ross, uh, Brandon LaFell. Hopefully Tyler Eifert will be coming back for them. Um, So he has a lot of weapons on the outside. The only problem I have with him is that his offensive line is supposedly going to be horrible this year, so he will be getting hit a lot. Um, But Andy Dalton is someone who is going super late that you can get and be a great streaming quarterback. At number 18, I have Eli Manning, who got some great weapons in this offseason. He's got Odell Beckham Jr., um, Brandon Marshall, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard dodged a bullet with his ankle sprain when we thought he was going to be out for the year possibly, but he's already back practicing. So, And plus they have no run game, so they're going to be throwing a lot 
Um, the, another thing, downside with him, kind of like Jameis Winston, tends to throw a lot of interceptions, has led the league in them in many years in the past. So you're going to have some games where Eli, he just really comes out and busts for you. But you also have those where Odell goes crazy and all of a sudden Eli has a three-touchdown, 350-yard game. Um, at number 19, I have the last guy in this tier, which is Carson Palmer. Um, he's someone who kind of fell off towards the end of last year. They said his arm got tired, but I think they're managing him a lot better. He is older, but that offense is a deep ball offense. They like to go vertical a lot. And with Larry Fitzgerald and J.J. Nelson, who I really like on the outside as a late sleeper and someone who blew up in a couple games, plus you have David Johnson who it, I hear they're going to try to get him a 1,000 yards receiving this year. They want him to get that 1,000 and 1,000 uh, record that has never been done in the NFL. So uh, they're going to be using him a lot, leaning on him, and Carson should have some efficient games. Uh, then moving on, now we're getting into kind of like the down and dirty, the end of the list. At Tier 5, this is my mystery men tier. These are my guys that they could be decent QB2s, I don't really see them as QB1s, but I still don't really necessarily want them on my team unless it's a final round pick. Um, at number 20, I have Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. He's a guy who, he had a pretty decent rookie year, but he's got some new weapons on the outside now with um, Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. Plus, they I hear uh, Nelson Aguilar is supposed to be much better coming into his third season, which is why they traded Jordan Matthews because Aguilar has come on and actually been productive and looked great in camp. So um, I think he'll be pretty decent this year, but he also has a chance to not be great as well because Alshon is very uh, injury prone, as is Torrey Smith. You have these guys that are coming off injuries and he might have a very thin corpse by the end of the year. Uh, receiving corpse, that is, not dead body. <laughs> But uh, 21, I have Deshaun Watson, who's the rookie in Houston. He has a chance to be this year's Dak Prescott. Um, he's not my call to be this year's Dak Prescott. That guy's coming in a couple people. But he does have the rushing ability. He's got DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. Uh, he's got some high upside. He's going to make some rookie mistakes and have some games that frustrate you as an owner. But he's also someone that, with that rushing ability, he's going to get you points that way a lot like Tyrod Taylor. He has that kind of upside to be, you know, someone who puts up some very productive weeks. At number 22, I have Sam Bradford uh, coming into the second year in the Minnesota offense. Their, their receiving corpse is healthy. Uh, they have Dalvin Cook in the backfield now, who is a very solid running back, which should help them a lot. And in camp, supposedly Sam Bradford has been looking great with this offense, and he had the highest completion percentage in NFL history last year, which is crazy. I get that. He had a lot of short yardage throws but um yeah he's someone who's going to be efficient he might not have huge games all the time but he'll have some good ones every now and then if you're going to start him do it on a uh on a bi-week basis figure out when he's playing some kind of crap team like the bears and put him on your squad at number 23 this guy is my guy to be this year's Dak Prescott. I'm talking about Deshaun Kaiser for Cleveland. He should start in Cleveland. There's no way Brock Osweiler or Cody Kessler should beat him out. And he has decent weapons on the side. Plus, he has a good coach. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson is someone who is a kind of a quarterback guru along the league. At 24, I have Jay Cutler, 
who is the new quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I just moved him onto this list. I moved him up to here just because of the Gase offense, which he had his best season with. He has some good wide receivers on the outside with Jarvis Landry, uh, Kenny Stills, who I really love this year, and Devontae Parker hopefully coming into his own. Um, The only things with Jay Cutler is the things that are always with Jay Cutler. Yes, he has major talent and he has major arm strength, but does he even care? Uh, Does he even care about football? You will watch him out there and you will just think that this guy could care less. He's just there to get a paycheck, Um, which we will see what happens in Miami. I hope that's not the case, but it always, it, it might be. As someone from Chicago, we are very happy not to have him anymore. So now this next tier, it's people who I'm not really gonna spend much time on. I'm calling this the Suicide Squad tier. It is the last tier of, uh, it is the last tier of the quarterback rankings. I don't want any of these guys on my team. I don't wanna touch them at all. Uh, They shouldn't even be drafted in most leagues unless you're in a two quarterback league. But kicking off, we have Brian Hoyer for the 49ers. Gonna be a terrible team. He usually gets hurt every year. At 26, I have Joe Flacco for the Ravens. He is hurt already. Uh, Yeah, he had the most pass attempts last year of any quarterback, but he didn't do anything with them. And I don't expect that to be different this year. So I'm not looking to have him at all. At number 27, I have Blake Bortles, who do I even have to explain? I mean, just watch some tapes of him. Just keep the ball in Browns, bro. Keep the ball in bounds. He's just not a good football player. And they're going to run it probably 400 times this year. And at 28, I have Alex Smith. Solid QB, has a high floor, he has a very low ceiling, and he also has a rookie in Patrick Mahomes behind him, who I probably see starting by the end of the year. And then you have 29, Mike Glennon, terrible quarterback, should be replaced soon by Trubitsky. At 30, you have the Broncos QB, question mark. I don't know who it is, so I can't really draft a guy with any confidence right now uh, to be part of that team. They do have some weapons. So if you have a good matchup for those guys, maybe start them as a streamer. But if it's anyone, I hope it's Trevor Simeon. Lynch looked terrible last year. At 31, I have uh, the Rams quarterback, uh, Jared Goff, the number one pick last year. He did just get Sammy Watkins. Supposedly he's been looking pretty decent in camp, but he was so horrible last year that he's someone who isn't going to be drafted. And if he does decent in week one, two, or three, or something like that. Maybe you pick him up, but I'm not buying it until I see it from Jared Goff. He was just an abomination to football last year. And then at 32, you have just Jets QB, question mark. Just no, just don't. Josh McCown, Hackenberg, any of those, just don't, just don't do it. Like what? No, just pick up two kickers before you pick up a Jets quarterback, all right? Um, yeah, don't do that. But uh, <laughs> all right, those are the tiers. Those are my guys. I've got them in order there for you. Like I said earlier in the episode, you can disregard them or take them with a grain of salt, but those are my thoughts on the quarterbacks, and that has been draft plans. Nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. All right, so we're getting to the end of the episode here. I do not have a guest this week, I'm sorry to say. Uh, It's been kind of hectic. I have been traveling around, 
and I just haven't had a chance to interview anyone this week, so I wanted to get this one out just on its own. Hopefully you guys enjoy it, and for the next episode, I will have a guest. So for now, we're going to go right into the final call. This is the final call. Try your call again. This is a recording. This is a recording. So my final call this week does have to do with quarterbacks, and I already mentioned it earlier when I was doing the quarterback primer. My final call this week is I think Cam Newton is Cam Newton again this season. He is a guy who I am buying up in as many drafts as I can right now in the best ball leagues in the MFL 10s that I've talked about on previous episodes. I just think he's someone that you're getting later now than you've ever gotten. And yes, he's coming off a down year and he burned a lot of people last season, which for me is great because now it's this season and the Carolina Panthers have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL coming up. So he should be very potent in the offense this year. I'm hoping that their offense evolves a little bit. It becomes more modern and he uses guys like Kelvin Benjamin Uh, Greg Olson, who have both looked good in their first preseason game, plus Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Stewart. You've got two really good running backs back there. And I just see Cam Newton coming in this year and being that guy who he was two years ago at an MVP-type level. All right, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked this, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and you can follow me on Twitter at TheFrankCalhoun. Plus, you can go to our Facebook page, like that page, watch the video segment that we put out last week. And next episode, I guess I'm going to be doing wide receiver primer. So we're going to go into the wide receivers for the next one. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.